0: Good evening, everyone. Thank you for making it out on a Thursday at 5.30, a few hours before the big replay party afterwards. My name is Nikhil Swaminathan, and I'm a product manager at AWS Mobile. And today I'm going to be talking to you about building an Android app from beginning to the end. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take a simple app, cloud enable it, then build it in the cloud, and then actually show you how to, t- how to share it with testers. All right, so first, a few trends for the mobile industry. Over 1.6 trillion hours were spent in 2016, tweeting, posting on Facebook, snapping, swiping left, swiping right. And that number is projected to keep growing to about 5 trillion by 2021. Enterprise adoption, a lot of, a lot of enterprise players are now building apps. An average of six, uh, six apps were, enterprises had an average of six apps within their company. And over 50% of them are actually experimenting with a lot of different web technologies. One of the big trends we've seen is in JavaScript. 66.7% of the people survey respondents on both Stack Overflow and GitHub have claimed that JavaScript is the language they use. So JavaScript has become a very common programming language. So clearly the opportunity for mobile apps is huge. I mean, there are over four million apps in the, Google, in, the app Store, uh, in the Google App Play Store and the iOS App Store. But developing an app is hard. On average, it takes about 18 weeks for a developer to build an app. All this leading to almost 65% of people never opening an app again. The space is clearly very crowded. So how do developers differentiate themselves? by building unique features and building quality. But this is often a trade-off, because the more features you build, the more you have to worry about things like scale, performance, and reliability. And the more you focus on quality, the longer it takes for you to get to market. So I really like this slide because it shows you the tip of the iceberg where the part above the water represents the time spent building unique features. And all of that below is actually spent in managing your infrastructure and tools. We believe this is a problem. And that's why at AWS Mobile, we have the fastest way for you to build apps that scale. Up to now, previously we were were supporting iOS and Android apps natively out of the box, but just on November 21st, we launched support for web, so these are progressive web apps, as well as hybrid apps like React Native apps adding them as first-class citizens to the AWS mobile platform. Now, developers can build with us in three simple steps. So you start with an app. You you, you create an app, either an iOS one, an Android one, web app, or a hybrid app. So you set up your backend with mobile hub and uh, AWS mobile hub, and the newly released AWS mobile CLI. So, what Mobile Hub and the CLI do is that they help you easily configure underlying AWS services without having to go to individual consoles and actually set up your core services for your app. Once that's set up, you actually use the native SDKs and the newly launched AWS Amplify library to actually connect to your back end, to have your app now working with AWS. So actually, let me, let me jump right in and show you how to develop a cloud app. I'm going to start with a completely local app. So this app has no cloud features. I built it in Android Studio this week. So in the first half of the demo, I'm going to show you how I'll take this app and add authentication to it, and just, just actually show you how easy it is to, to build with AWS Mobile Hub. And in the second half, I'm going to show you how I link this app to GitHub and then build it in the cloud and share it with the testers or continuous integration. If you want, after this session, you can follow this tutorial online at the following link. All right, so let's get started. So when I sign into the Mobile Hub console, I have two options. I can either, if I already have an app, I can create a project. Or what we've recently developed for, um, we've recently added to our platform are starter kits. Now starter kits are for people who are just starting out who don't have an app. So it basically is, it helps you start from scratch. So with one click, you can actually configure an entire backend and we also give you client code. So you can have an app up and running that's connected to the cloud in under 10 minutes. So just an example with the restaurant ordering app we have here, which which is a web app, we set up authentication, Give you a uh, give you a database so so you have all your 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 models and your tables set up. We have uh, serverless functions also set up. So you we do all this for all the heavy lifting for you so you don't have to actually worry about it. Um, but for the for but for this demo, I'm I'm since I already have an app, I'm actually going to go ahead and create a project. And since I'm building an Android app, I'm, I'm I'm going to create create a project that that is an Android app. So now back to the three steps. So the the second step we have, now that I've created an Android app, the second step I have is that uh, I have to set up my back-end. When I first create a project, Mobile Hub automatically creates a cloud back-end for you, creates a cloud back-end for you, and, and this cloud back-end is represented in a cloud configuration file, which actually contains information of all the services you've configured. So at this point, when you just create a project, we enable analytics for you by default. But uh, so, th- so that's what's in this file at this, uh, at this point. So we take this file, and we put it in, in, into your app. So this is my ID here. I'm adding this file into a raw folder because that's where I was told to add it. And by doing this, so think of this configuration file as a bridge between your app and, your S- and, and the SDK, which we, we're going to look at in the next step. Great, so now that we've set up our backend, it's time to actually connect to the backend. And we do this with a mobile SDK. Now, because the mobile SDK uses the cloud configuration file, we can actually establish this connection between your app and the SDK really quickly with very few lines of code. As you can see here in uh, the steps to set up, where uh, we we we're, we're, uh, we're going to be adding a few lines of code into our into our app so right there so notes list activity is like is the is my starting activity so just with that one line aws mobile client.get instance initialize i'm able to establish a connection with with my app and I, let me let me show you let me show you what that looks like so just by adding that one line i get a log in my in my messages in my logcat telling me that i am now connected successfully so the whole idea of creating a project is actually to to first to take your app and to show, to show that you can connect it to aws really fast so everything so configuring other services like authentication which we're about to do is it follows the same flow so you first set up your backend and then you connect to your backend with the SDK. So let's actually go ahead and take a look at how we're gonna how we do, do that with uh, user sign-in. So once we have created this project, here's here's a here's a representation of your Android app. And there's your back end. And because we configured analytics for you by default, analytics will always be in your app. So actually let's go ahead and add user. So here are the other features you can add to your app. So you have user sign-in. You have NoSQL, Cloud Logic, which are your serverless function, user data storage, and, and actually and bots. So let's actually go ahead and now con- try to con- configure user sign in to add to our app. Now, just through a console with a couple of clicks, I can actually set set up configure my backend. So here I'm choosing email and password. I can set up things like multi-factor authentication. I can set my password minimum length, decide what I want. So here I pick just lowercase letters and numbers, because I want to keep it easy. And uh, I, I create a user pool. That's pretty much it. My, my, my backend's set up. But at this point, now, I, b- because I've configured my, my cloud, I still need to c- uh, add that configuration file to my app. Because our, our configuration file is updated, I need to now go and re- download, re-download that same configuration file and put it back in my app. This is because we just added user sign-in, and now you're, the, that that file is updated with information on um, on how uh, information on Cognito, which is what we use for user sign-in. So once I'm done that, the next step is the same thing. So now I've got to conf- I've got to add the SDK to my app. So we use the Auth SDK uh, to to actually we got to write we had to write a few lines of code, and as I said, this is within like 3 to 4 lines of code we're actually going to get a fully functioning app so that same notes app i showed you that was completely vanilla it was a vanilla front end app will now actually work with just with three lines of code so i i mean let me just quickly show you where that code is Right, so I, I have a starting activity, uh, which is a sign-in activity. And I'm able to, with just that, that, um, that, those five lines of code, get a sign-in activity working in my app. It's actually pretty cool. So I, let, me, let me actually show you now how, what, what that, that looks like. So that's my emulator running. So with that, with the code I showed you uh, uh, previously, those five lines of code give you, full, uh, you fully functional sign-in UI. So I can do things like I can create an account. Um, I can, you know, it has forgot password functionality. Just Just for the purposes of the demo, I'm gonna quickly sign in and show you things like. Sorry, I think the Wi-Fi is not working, which is the way. Cool. Great. So just just with a few lines of code, I was easily able to add sign into my app and have a fully functioning app. So now that my app is working, right? What how do I share it with others? So how many of you here aren't familiar with the idea of con- continuous integration? Okay, great. So continuous integration is the basic idea of con- continuous integration is to build and integrate code into a shared repository several times a day. The reason being, I mean, this is some, this is a very common experience I've had as a developer. I I, cre- I add a feature, I build a feature, it works on my machine, but then the moment someone else gets a- gets access to it, it doesn't work. Case in point, my demo. <laughs> um, so the whole idea for to to run um, to 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 have continuous integration is so that Other people can have access to the bills, and there are a lot of benefits for that. If you're gonna fail, then fail early. So it it points out problems really quick, because your bills are now sitting in the cloud, and people can get access to it, so it points out problems. It enables automated testing, because all your bills are sitting on a server, you can actually pull those bills off, uh, uh, you can pull the bills off the server and actually run automated tests on on real devices. I'm gonna talk a little bit about that uh, towards the end. Flexible release options because now you're you're running continuous builds again in the cloud. You can uh, on a on a you you can choose which build you want to release to production, and it, it really is a way to for you to monitor quality of your app. And um, here's how we're going to do it. So we're actually going to use AWS CodeBuild to do this. So um, what I've done is I put my notes app on GitHub right so AWS code Build is a service that actually takes will connect with GitHub, pull the, pull the source code, build it in the cloud, and once it's built it'll put the app into an S3 bucket, the app or the artifact. So let me show, so yeah let me, let me show you how this is done. Hopefully this works out better than my last demo. All right, so this is a a project view for uh, AWS uh, CodeBuild. So as you can see, I've linked my source code, my source repository to GitHub, right? I've said rebuild every time a code change is pushed to the repository. What this means is every time as a developer when I update my, my code and I do a git push, CodeBuild will automatically pick up the change, build it in the cloud, and then put the artifact in an S3 bucket, which I've specified, which I've specified here. So all this gets set up, and and, and this is. All right, I'm back in. Uh, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> um, yeah. So as I said, this is the th- this is the S3 bucket that where the app will go into, and. Um, it's it's pretty cool. So what I can show you, let me let me show you how that will work. So as you can see I've run a bunch of builds before, but I just made we just made the changes to my project. So as a developer, if I just do a simple git push, which will take my notes app and push it to GitHub. All right. So now what we should see so you see a new a new build is kicked off right here which is in progress so that, so this is all i did as a, all i did was push my code up to git and code build picked it up and is, is is started a test now this test will take a few minutes to run but at the end of the at the end of the process what i'll get is imagine you have a bu- you've built you've built this app and you have a bunch of testers and your your tester will now get an app will get a notification that your notes app is a new version of your notes app is ready. Download it and and uh, download it uh, to te- to build it and test it. So this is really kind of cool because from one command as a developer, you you just push it and other people are able to access your bills and you can really focus on 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 quality. All right. So how did I do that? So th- this is the sequence of things, that, the sequence of services I used. In order to do that, so I, I have to push the update to GitHub, right? I had AWS CodeBuild, which I showed you. AWS CodeBuild was set up that to, that when it built, the artifact would then be put on an S3 bucket. And after that S3 bucket, I actually with it, when the when every time something gets posted to that S3 bucket, I had a Lambda function that would take whatever take whatever new items are in that bucket, and send an email to testers. So the Lambda function would use a service called Amazon. SNS that would then send emails to all the testers who are registered. Um, And what what you can also do is, besides just automating and alerts, you can also automate testing. We have a service called AWS Device Farm. So Device Farm actually lets you automate, um, lets you set up uh, tests on real devices. So you know a big, a big pain point for developers, especially Android developers, because of the fragmented. Uh, n- number of devices that you have in the market, a big pain point is that you're not able to test your device, you test your test app on different devices. Device Farm is a service that kind of gives you your app, in the, uh, gives you um, devices in the cloud. So with the same setup, you would be able to, um, every time you run, run through a build, the build will then get pushed uh, to real apps where you can run automated tests, or if you don't have any tests, the device farm also has something called a feature called fuzz test that actually goes and clicks through different screens on your app to give you feedback in terms of app crashes, what layout issues are, et etc so uh that's that's what I have so far for um devops um from so if you if you take a step back, I started from a uh, simple app i added um i cloud enabled it i then built it in the cloud. And then I had to the final stage where I was able to share it with testers, and I was able to, even able to automate it with uh, I was even able to automate it with Device Farm. Thank you. Any questions? So um yeah currently we support android for the cloud builds but we do support ios for cloud testing right now so if you were to run that, if you were to run this last screen um aws device farm supports ios testing right now the cloud build uh, cloud build currently is we we only support android I'd love to talk to you after this uh if you want to come ahead and uh, I can I can I can sh- I can share a little bit of our plans with you <laughs> Sure. Okay, uh, the the question was were there plans for iOS bills? Sorry, add another hand. Sure, the bitly URL I'm sorry. Can you repeat that? Yeah. Yeah, it is super easy to customize. So that, that's that's the pre-built screen we give you because we have a pre-built UI. But if you follow our docs, as just right in the next steps, we tell you how to customize that UI. You can you know you can you can do a bunch of things. You can change the background. You can you can uh, change the font. You can change colors. You can you can customize that screen. Or you could like not even use that and create your own UI. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Sure. Talk about iOS? Um. Right, I think Sure. So, in in terms of in um, in terms of iOS, we iOS builds are are we have iOS devices in the cloud, so it's definitely something that we're interested. In. We're like we we get requests for that from customers as well, so it's definitely something we're 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 very keen at. We're we're looking at very very closely right now. Um, well, we have an AWS Device Farm fleet where we have host We have Max in the cloud. Uh, it's just current, uh, currently at this point we only, we only support Android. I can't comment on what we're going to have in the future, but I mean it's, it's it's something that we're getting a lot of feedback on. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. You can you, you can load it to your own. So for this example, I'd use a public GitHub repository, but you can actually link it to a private GitHub repository as well. Yes. Oh, a private Git repository. So I think with uh, AWS Code CodeBuild right now, we support GitHub, um, uh, CodeCommit, and S3. I don't I don't think you can at this point. I don't think we support a private Git repository. No, just a private Git repository. Self-hosted. Oh yeah, you support that. Yeah. Pri- so so private GitHub, uh, private GitHubs are definitely supported. Yeah. Right. Yeah yeah, I'm familiar with call formation. So that's a good that's a good question. So the question was like. What, if I get if I get, got the question right, what's the advantage of Mobile Hub over Cloud Formation? Right, essentially, basically, um, I think Cloud Formation is is super powerful because you're able to it, it, able to configure a lot lot more services. I think of Mobile Hub as uh, kind of an easier version a t- easier version of Cloud Formation. So we are actually uh, have have the ability. So some of our services, like like Lambda, for example. It's built on top of CloudFormation. We've just been, we're trying to make it really easy for people who are new to AWS to actually build with build with that. I, I really think the advantage Hub has is that it makes it makes that process really easy because it is a it's a tool for someone who's relatively new to um, cloud development with AWS. Um, so. In in terms of, uh, so I I guess Firebase would be would be an alternative uh, from in the Google GCP. Sure. So right now, that's that's something that's uh, you know we've talked we've talked about doing that in the past quite a bit. So uploading directly to the Play Stores, but the Play Stores keep changing their rules around like around like how around the around deploy so um we don't we don't currently have that ability so so developers up to uh, up to the, after the build you you you're going to have to manually um publish it to the play stores yeah, yeah api gateway works with this so we have api we, so cloud logic which was one of the tiles there That has basically, we combine API Gateway with Lambda. So API Gateway does work with this Uh out-of-the-box. Well, in terms of web app support, right now we, we we did the Amplify library. So the question was, any plans for Angular? Why React? Um, React was just the first one we kind of picked, uh, but the the library actually is, supports multiple frameworks. And, and like, yes, uh, we have. Our, uh, so the AWS Amplify library is an open source library. So it's we have we definitely have plans to um, support more more frameworks. Right. Hmm. Why React was chosen first? I I think we looked at the community sizes and based on that, that decision was made and that's kinda how, how that decision making went. Any other questions? Yeah. Sure. Oh yeah, that's the app sync. Yeah, unfortunately I can't show you show you because I it's app is in preview right now, so I don't have it I don't have access on, it on my machine here. Yeah. It, it um, currently it isn't. It'll, 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 AppSync is offered as its own service, so it's, it, it'll uh, it'll be offered as its own service. But yes, it'll, I mean, there there will be links between because it's it's a mobile it's a tool for mobile developers as well. So uh, you know, right right now, even if you go to the AppSync website, you can there are there are starters you can use. There's a web starter. There's a and a React starter, I think. React, sorry, React Native. <laughs> yeah. So it's both Objective C and Swift. Yeah. So we we're, we're, we have a lot more support for Swift currently, but we also have Objective C support. The SDKs support both. Any of you here, are mobile developers? Yeah. Are you guys currently building apps or do you have apps? Yeah. No. <laughs> All right, great. Thanks thanks so much guys.